Hey friends, welcome to episode six of Something Borrowed with the one and only Chris Reed. Uh, Chris is so familiar to me that I didn't really introduce him to the guests on the show. But we went to school together. We are part of Harry and Chris, the nation's favourite comedy rap jazz duo. And most importantly, we are very good friends, which is what I think we all need in a time like this. Speaking to Chris was such a lift for both of us when it happened and I got to have that lift all over again editing this so I hope you enjoy it Chris brings a lot of laughter a few tears and my favorite interpretation of something blue so far we'll check back in at the end but you're in for a treat it's Christopher Reed. hey how are you Christopher Reed? hey man I've got a uh, a mic stand in my head <laughs> that's lovely I feel like it's not convenient could you make it stop? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's already go. set it up to be a corker. <laughs> I made it stop. A, a lovely time. For anyone listening back on the podcast, there was a microphone stand yes. hilariously placed in front of my face, which is now gone. This is not making it into the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> lovely to see you. Really lovely. I wanted to save you, I'll be honest. I thought That's I'll prove that I've kind. got other friends yeah. before getting you on the podcast. And then I've not seen you for ages, so I miss you. So I thought, let's just get you, uh, get you, let's have a chat with other people watching, which is what I believe the vibe of our first three edinburgh shows were uh four <laughs> so lovely to have you thanks for being here you got some songs i got some songs you got some stories oh do i have stories got some chat yes please all of the above that's all we need normally i do something old and then bring the guest on oh sorry no 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 it's excellent because you are a part of my old oh thanks man you're a part of my old too thank you that's very kind the old that i would like to do is an old poem uh, it's called The Scientist and the Bumblebee. It's possibly the oldest Harry and Chris song. It depends Ooh. what we count as that. But um, I remember we were in school together. I remember writing it. And I remember saying to you, I wanted the second verse to have a slightly different tone <laughs> because it was the scientist who was the baddie as opposed to the bumblebee, which was the goodie. And the way that we did that was lifting the bass line from N.E.R.D. <laughs> so it came out of the chorus. And scientists, and then really nice. And then suddenly... How long did that last? That, was, that lasted a couple of years, I think. I think it lasted until we got our friend Sam Brown involved, who suggested that it was maybe not a good <laughs> musical decision, if even if it was tonally. So um, I think performing That's live true. together might be difficult because of the lag, but I thought yeah. I could do it as a poem and you could sing the choruses. So it doesn't matter if it's in time. And if, if you wanted to play any music that didn't have rhythm to it, if that's even possible for you. That's my hello. <laughs> that's my favourite kind. That's jazz, isn't it? Hey! I'll do some free jazz. Yeah, ignore the, ignore the music as per. Brilliant. Well, this is the scientist and the bumblebee, and I'll stop and you can do bits at bits and we'll see how it works. You see, the scientist said the bumblebee couldn't fly. She let the wing beats per minute or the necessary size. But the bumblebee in her ignorance proved him wrong. She knew that she could fly because she'd flown along and now imagine if she'd listened to that man, she might have stopped. Given up on the spot, tucked her wings in and dropped. So don't ever let somebody tell you what you can't do because just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true. Bzzz. The bumblebee bumbled. Loving her life, she hums as she flies. Bzzz. The bumblebee fumbled. 
clumsily stumbled from flower to flower. The bumblebee tumbled, tore through the sky, pulling corkscrews and dives, and then the bumblebee mumbled, crumbled in front of the queen and her power. The bumblebee grumbled didn't think explicit, discovered she'd been labelled a gimmick, and then the bumblebee rumbled, desperate to eat that nectar so sweet. The bumblebee humbled her critics, silenced all things scientific, and then the bumblebee jumbled her speech. She did not care because in the air she was free. Because she was a busy bee. Loved to fly to flowers and visit trees. Deliver seeds efficiently, more so than in a breeze. Intricate, intimate, meticulous auxiliary. And gather more honey than any sick MCs. You see, ever since she learned to fly, she'd earned her stripes. Despite the words of hype from learned types. Suppressed the urge to fight or turn and hide. In situ for sky and birds up high, the confidence was soaring. She saw scientists as boring, the sort of people she should be ignoring. Because it made no sense. At least no scent as sweet as pollen, even centimetres from where they depended on their drawings. They would rather follow their charts than follow their hearts. If they saw a bee leave, they still believed their grass. They preferred facts and figures to bees, wax and vigour. But she begged to differ, she flew past and laughed. Because the scientists said the bumblebee couldn't fly. She liked the wing beats per minute or the necessary size. But the bumblebee in her ignorance proved him wrong. She knew that she could fly because she had flown all along. Imagine if she listened to the man, she might have stopped. Given up on the spot, tucked her wings in and dropped. So don't ever let someone tell you what you can't do. Because just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true. Just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true. Now meet the scientist. <laughs> Sorry, that's for the any idea one. <laughs> Sorry. Now meet the scientist. His aim in life was to try and dismiss any hypothesis he deemed preposterous. When asked why he never swallowed his pride, he replied that it's obvious it wouldn't fit down my esophagus. Not quite the optimist, more like the opposite. Less likely to be living in a bubble than popping it. He'd had, hey, believe everything I say, fever. Polynosis when close to the anomalous. Taking measurements, making experiments, accumulating evidence his brain contained considerable cleverness compared to his intelligence. So busy with bees in the room, he forgot the elephant. And his foolproof was foolproof except for the truth. If the bumblebee had read his report, she'd have agreed. She was too heavy, therefore she'd never be airborne. But ignorance is bliss, and that begins with a B, you see. Scientists said the bumblebee couldn't fly She liked the wind beats per minute or the necessary size But the bumblebee in her ignorance proved him wrong Knew that she could fly cause she'd flown all along Imagine if she listened to the man she might have stopped Giving up on the spot, tucked her wings in and drops So don't ever let someone tell you what you can't do Just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true, I said Just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true to the bridge Flying up high in the sky, can you see me now? Bumbling round above ground, doing mama proud, taking in sights and delights of the pretty flowers, living that life in the clouds. This is Flying for the bees in the hives, living lives of aviation. The ones who survive and have survived through pollination. The ones that thrive with their sticky situations and their flocky knocky knee hilly pillification. They're doing what they're doing for the buzz, not for love or money. Moving, maneuvering above if the weather's sunny, proving to the humans their conclusions are confusing and unusually refusing to budge. This is for those who are being themselves and who believe in themselves. Who see the being themselves and set it free in themselves. Who know that even though it's difficult, life is full of miracles and true happiness that came from being cynical, the bumblebee. Forever looking for something sweet. Overcoming tumbleweed by holding onto some belief in summary. This is for those that stay summary. And there will be bees to come, whatever comes to be. 
Computer scientists said the bumblebee couldn't fly Like the wing beats per minute or the necessary size But the bumblebee in her ignorance proved him wrong Knew that she could fly cause she had flown all along Imagine if she listened to the man She might have stopped giving up on the spot Tucked her wings in and dropped So don't ever let someone tell you what you can't do Just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true I said Just because it's proven doesn't mean it's true There we go Thank you very much. So our first Edinburgh show was listed as a sort of poetry jazz fusion. And I imagine that's more what people would have expected than what has become the genre of comedy rap jazz. Well, that was in the show, to be fair. It kicked it off as an origin story, much as it has this live episode. There we go. So, Christopher Reed, would you perform something old for me? Yeah, I thought about it. And I thought I'd got to do one from years gone by, right? That's how it works. Oh, yes, please. <laughs> uh, I thought I'd do it. I know my joy will come. Yes. Which is from my first album and my last album. <laughs> <laughs> and as with uh, the rest of the things that I'm going to be doing today, I might forget the lyrics to all of it. But I think I, I think I got it. I definitely know the first and last verses, so I might just miss the middle verse. Yeah, <laughs> I, wonderful I stuff. Struggle. It proves it's old as well. Right. Um, but I thought it would work. Uh, yeah, I thought it was suitable for this quarantine. Lovely. Just when I thought I was on track, on comes the same old lie to bring me back. And when my reason leaves me, I get low and the devil's there to interrupt my flow. All of my best laid plans come to naught and all of my battles remain unfought. And when my hope is fading i cry out and the promise comes to wash away my doubt and oh i know my joy will come and oh i know my joy will come already the morning's light has begun to show and i know my joy will follow whatever i said that made you feel wrong was never the way that I planned my song But saying goodbye Is so hard to do When it is you When it is you So I'll raise my eyes To the hilltops It was never my intention to stop From there comes my help there is my hope, there is my truth, my portion, my flow, and oh, I know my joy will come, oh, I know my joy will come, already the morning. 
sure and I know my joy will follow And if I'm a fool playing a fool's game just know I did not set the board in this way if I gave it all back Cause it is the only one I've ever had So bring out your something Oh, to the chorus Oh, I know my joy will come Oh, I know my joy will come Already the morning's light has begun to show And I know my joy will follow Beautiful. As they say in the business, come on. <laughs> but yeah, they do. Absolutely lovely. Thank you for that. I don't know if you noticed, but I, I forgot a couple of lyrics. I noticed the first time you almost forgot and then didn't because yeah. I recognised the joy in those eyes from <laughs> from witnessing it myself. Many times. And then, and then there was another bit that was, was an emotional pause, mm. but it was lovely. Thank you. Very emotional and big pause. Yes, exactly. Like, like, a, a, like a bear. bipolar bear. Oh, lovely. So there we go. I should say, I wrote that song in end of 2012 in quite a rough place and i knew that something fun was kind of come around the corner and now eight years later i know that, that was doing harry and chris review come on not to get too deep too early but it's no, a beautiful thing it's <laughs> never too early to get too deep that's wonderful yeah. not to get too shallow after that <laughs> One of the comments was, Chris has such a lovely singing voice, which That's is also nice. my mum's comment after seeing me sing in our live show. Had the commenter, did they know who was who? I believe so. I've not yeah. introduced you properly because I assume everyone who knows me knows you. But okay. this is Chris Reed, who is the, the one who sings. We've got matching water bottles and we are best friends. <laughs> That's all you need to know. So that's something old. And now we do something new. Quarter of the way I through. You feeling good? It's I love the format, by the way. I've tuned into at least half of these. Your mum, did you see your mum's comment? My mum said, why do you always bring it up, Harry? <laughs> I think it's because my mum has been so encouraging and supportive in the rest of my life that the one time she said something sort of jokes, I feel like I should bring it up. But it's not, it's not as funny to tell everyone how loved I am. But it is important. <laughs> so you're right, mum. Sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> uh, we have a song cooking because we play a gig and usually people applaud at the end and we were going to write a song about why don't they applaud everyone and now at eight o'clock on thursdays <laughs> we're ahead of the times we're ahead of the times slash we didn't capitalize it on it soon enough <laughs> absolutely so something new yes i've got a new poem i have written a poem for grace you're very good at writing songs for clemmy so much so yeah. that it puts me to shame and I tell Grace every poem is written for her, which is true. But this one is more specifically so. But it reminds me, we were each other's best man, which is something mm. we also bring up. And my favourite line from my best man speech at your wedding was that one of the ways you were going to ask Clemmy out was to write 
a CD of tracks for her and oh, then yeah. burn one copy, delete all the digital files and then give it to her. So she was in charge of your creative output. And that is why you're not in charge of the Harry and Chris distribution method. <laughs> That's a good line. We should put that in a show. Love the joke. But I have written a, a poem for Chris. This is called Dust. Yes. And this was seven years in the brewing, two days in the writing. It's not the flowers, it's the weeding in the mud for you. It's not the champagne, it's the copper in that favourite mug you use. It's not the chocolate, okay, yes it is, but not just one or two. It is becoming Bruce Bog Trotter and Augustus Gloop. It's voting frozen pizza over fancy grub with you. Because some nights nothing can beat a slice of comfort food. It's knowing anything I eat will include some for you. Because you're not hungry but might just have a couple spoons. It's not the dreaming, it's the waking up with you. I want to be there long enough to gather dust with you. We both agreed even romantic bars need bubbles too. But now I see maybe the snorkel was too much for you. And yes, the submarine and rubber duck came out a touch too soon. And yet the fundamental truth is I have fun with you. It's watching crappy films because that's what you want to do. Then on the nights you're gone finding I want to watch them too. It's knowing if it came to it and I had option too. I would not change a thing about what I have got with you. It's not the dreaming, it's the waking up with you. I want to be here long enough to gather dust with you. For us, love isn't in the air, that is just where we found it. Or this is built upon what we have done to ground it. It's not the spark when we first met, it is the lifetime that surrounds it. It's by small amounts that mounds amount to mountains. I need not justify, adjust or fear I'm judged by you. Among the glorious consistency of loving you. My heart's not skipped a beat, it still constantly thuds for you. Such is the everyday magnificence of loving you. It's not something we fell into so much as stumbled through. It's the spectacular normality of loving you. It's not the dreaming, it's the waking up with you. I want to be here long enough to gather dust. Woo! Thanks. That's beautiful. Thanks. Did you hear me go, mm, halfway through? That was lovely. <laughs> yeah, but I realised that I've been recorded. I shouldn't, probably shouldn't do that. It's absolutely fine. That's what makes us feel like a live, live gig. Oh, mate, that was really nice. Thank you. Ooh, how fresh is that? I finished it today. It was a lot longer and there's some bits that were just sort of fun, but maybe less specifically about us. Oh. Grace is here. Should we have the Yay! Grace interlude early? Grace! I'm slightly lagged in the kitchen, so the poem just finished, but it oh. definitely makes up for it. It's such a good poem. There we go. Oh. I finished it this afternoon. So good. There we go. That's so Grace. nice. The Grace interlude early. It's good because normally, you know, I'm writing a poem and I'm hanging out with Grace and I'm balancing the two. But mm. the more I was hanging out with Grace, the more inspiration there was for the poem. So it was really That's win-win nice. today. And she helped hone it down. I've got better at showing her things, but this was this was a nice one to show her. I've been working on... Well, now I show Clem, I show Clem most of the stuff and she gives her opinion, which really helps. Um, yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? It's sharing your work. But man, that's beautiful. Woo! Thank you. Thank Damn. you. We've got something new. We're back on Russell Howard tomorrow. Hey! With a brand Love new song. Love the big announcement. We so are. So there's an exclusive for all you watching. Hello and listening. Absolutely. Well, but some of the podcasts we've been on, hopefully, unless they cut it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're back on on Thursday. That's fun, isn't it? It's a beautiful thing. You got something new for us? For me? I got something new. Yes. Something fresh. I wrote this... Uh... 
a few months ago, I started writing it on the way back from Leicester Comedy Festival, and then I finished it last week for a friend's 40th wedding anniversary. Woo! Because um, it felt, it was fitting, and I wanted an excuse to finish it. Um, and it's simply called For You. No, no, it's not, it's called With You. <laughs> but again, this it's inspired by, um, well, as all my work is inspired by you, uh, this one in particular, that beautiful line in Dino Love, I want to say I love you, but it seems not enough. Because when people say I love you, it can mean a lot of stuff, which is a beautiful lyric. And I'm very blessed to have heard that from a dear friend in my mid-teens. And uh, yeah, see if you can spot it. <laughs> it's actually a very serious song. I shouldn't, I shouldn't set it up uh, amusingly. Anyway, here we go. With you. <clears throat> Love is many things I have been told Coming home exhausted from the cold Love that ages but does not grow old I will know that with you Time will give and take and always will the world will never value sitting still The paint will crack along the windowsill And I will watch it with you I cannot imagine all the trials and joys we have in front of us But I will trust that love is many things this much I know tells me how to sing and how to grow when to trust the tension and the flow I will know them with you mysteries will face us every day I would have it no other way We will smile and reminisce and say I have faced them with you I cannot imagine all the trials and joys that life will send When you come in from the cold, I'll hold you in my arms again Love is many things and I'll embrace as many as I can With you With you Lovely. Mm. Oh yes. Lovely. With you. With you. There it is. Thank you. Brackets Dino Love. Brackets Dino Love. Well, I think, you know, my American Dino Love was inspired by your I don't know much about love, but I know it's out to get me. <laughs> so we went back and forth with some solid ideas as teenagers. It's a beautiful thing. Something borrowed. I'm excited about this one. Oh yeah. We during our first tour, second tour, went on Jonathan Ross's show on the radio oh yeah which is very exciting it and was. he knew a lot about jazz and talked to you about jazz and his reference point for poetry was Pam Ayers 
which to my shame I didn't know much of so I just sort of nodded along and then he sort of finished off the interview by saying you're the talented one and you don't need me so (laughs) he knows what he was getting at but he also said Chris how does it feel because poetry is really coming up at the moment how does it feel for Harry to be in a growing art form and you to be in a dying art form Which really stumped me yeah. for me, one of my childhood heroes, to really get neg- negged by him. What's a hero? But I, I have good news for all, all fans of Pamers in that I have got a Pamers poem for my something borrowed today. Yes, because I've been approached by an oral health foundation, <laughs> who are a charity who are helping out with... Uh, they've got a National Smile Month coming up. Yeah. And they asked if I'd write a poem for them. That's nice. And they said, there's no money in it. And I didn't tell them that I've written a lovely poem about smiling, specifically to sell milk in New Zealand. <laughs> so this is sort of balancing out that. But I'm going to write a poem about smiling. Uh, I'm very happy to do so. Yes. But as an example, they sent a Pamers poem, which I think you'll appreciate. And oh, I can so see excited. what the hype's about because it is classic. It's called, Oh, I Wish I Looked After My Teeth by Pam Ayres. And it's got all the hallmarks of, of Harry and Chris, I believe. Rhyming, comedy, a poignant finish. Oh, I wish I looked after my teeth and spotted the perils beneath. All the toffees I chewed and the sweet sticky food, I wish I'd looked after my teeth. I wish I'd been that much more willing when I had more tooth there than filling. <laughs> To pass up God stoppers from respect to my choppers and to buy something else with my shilling. When I think of the lollies I licked and the licorice all sorts I picked, sherbet dabs big and little, all that hard peanut brittle, my conscience gets horribly pricked. My mother, she told me no end. If you've got a tooth, you've got a friend. I was young then and careless. My toothbrush was hairless. (laughs) I never had much time to spend. Oh, I showed them the toothpaste all right. I flashed it about late at night. But up and down brushing and poking and fussing didn't seem worth the time I could bite. If I'd known I was paving the way to cavities, caps and decay, the murder of fillings, injections and drillings, I'd have thrown all my sherbet away. So I lay in the old dentist chair as I gaze up his nose in despair. And his drill, it do whine in these molars of mine to amalgam he'll say for in there. How I laughed at my mother's false teeth as they foamed in the waters beneath. But now comes the reckoning, it's me they are beckoning. Oh, I wish I looked after my teeth. Oh, That's phenomenal. Pam Ayres, legend. Pam Ayres, what a legend. If only people repeatedly told us to check her out. Yeah, if only, <laughs> if only she was really well known for comic poetry. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. That's my something borrowed, bit of Pam Ayres. I'm excited to hear your smile poem. When's the deadline? Uh, smile month is in May, I think. Okay. So, Oh, no, that's very soon. <laughs> I was about to say it's only April, but it's... Oh, I've misjudged that. Well, I'll I'll get on it. April is the only month you could have said which you couldn't put the word only before. (laughs) It's fine. I've got got time to write. That's what this is. It's true. It's true. That's I can't wait. I mean, my gut instinct is to quote all the horrible things people have said to me in rap battles and then say, but I'm still smiling. But I just need to get more sort of dental advice in there as well. Have Have you got something borrowed? Well, I do. I thought, so I was loving listening, well, Gecko in particular doing his Bare Necessities and I can see how that has resonated through his oeuvre. Absolutely. Uh, So I was trying to think of what has a similar influence on me and the only thing I could think of was 
the poet and mathematician Harry Baker. So <laughs> I thought I'd read one of your poems off by heart. Oh, wow. And I believe it will be unsuccessful. Um, <laughs> the poem or your recital? <laughs> My recital. The poem is always successful. So I, I think I know maybe four of your poems off by heart just through all the poetry gigs we did. And we did a six-week tour around America. Where... <laughs> During our six weeks over America, we went to the American National Poetry Slam. And for Chris's birthday, I said, what do you want to do? You can do anything. And he said, can we not go to a poetry gig? <laughs> I've been so many poetry gigs. We, like that festival in particular, we'd done like three each day. Because you would judge them, but all be the like the sacrificial poet where you just do one at the beginning. Oh, yeah. oh man, it was really fun. I learned I learned a lot on that that trip. That was the beginning of Harry and Chris in some ways, in many ways. Yeah. yeah. So Real Men is what I'm going to read because I read it. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this. I, I've recited this off my heart to Clemmy while I was kind of uh, wooing her, to use a traditional sense. <laughs> yeah, in a park. And I that was when I could do it backwards. And I also did it to my entire extended family on my uh, mum's side. Shout out the Boltons when we had a performance night. Um, and so, yeah, here we go. This is amazing. And I might forget it. No worries. If I go down the wrong kind of area, I want you to just put your hand up. Sure. And then I'll just, I'll consult. And I might, and I might check in. But I, I reckon I can do it. <clears throat> here we go. I am a man. Sometimes I put my manhood on display, like going skinny dipping in the sea on New Year's Day. I've gone up for thirds in an all-you-can-eat buffet, and I've not once worried about how much I weigh. I am a man. Sometimes I like to do manly things. Not to prove I am a man, it's just part of what it brings. So when I stay up late on FIFA on my PS3 till 4, it's not because I'm insecure, it's because it's fun. And some say that real men are brave men. And brave men are cavemen. And cavemen are men that do not really show emotions. I say if something is real, it's something you can feel. And that can be religion, fear, uncertainty. Love or uncertainty. Ah, oh, check in. Because real men have issues. Because real men have issues. A real men cry. That's why they make man-sized tissues with a man-sized eyes. And I cry quite a lot. And in this day and age, it's not a sign that they're gay. And I am not. I cry like a, I like a girl. I just cry like a girl at certain things and the hurt it brings. And my main catharsis is Pixar flicks. And the reason I see them in the cinema is you cannot see these tears behind these 3D glasses. Because I broke down and up. And I wept in Toy Story 3. I was on the brink in Monsters, Inc. And Cars did the same thing to me. When watching Wally, I wasn't worried about which of my friends were. This was bigger. Because something in the animation pulled an emotional trigger. And you may snigger. Because these guns are not the manliest. But I figure... That's not the way to measure how much a man is. What is that bit? Yeah, that's not a way to measure manliness. Yeah, that's not the best way to measure manliness. Because now I am, what was it at the time? 16? 17? 18? Yeah. I'm not the most prolific shaver. If anything, I only really weekly need a razor. Maybe twice weekly. And not as in bi-weekly. I mean, once every two weeks. And sometimes even longer. Sometimes I'm too weak and I wish I could be stronger. Because real men have issues. Am I back into the chorus there? We've missed the second chorus, but <laughs> I did Movember. <laughs> I did Movember and nobody even noticed. But know this. I am a man. 
as are about half of you, regardless of who's been doing press-ups all afternoon. And when I was six... 13. <laughs> when I was 13, I, lay, I, I stood on my head till the sky was green and the grass was blue. And somewhere on this path I grew. So yes, I'm a man. Oh wait, no, what's this bit? I'm still it's a really kid emotional. at heart. I'm still a kid at heart and not yet ready to grow up. And when I go to Nando's, I'll drink too much Coke and throw up. But here's something we can raise those refillable glasses to. Because growing up's not something every kid gets a chance to do. Oh, Christopher oh. Reed. I love that poem so much. I love you so much. Oh, I love you, man. It's an amazing poem. That was wonderful. Sorry, I, I slipped up a couple times. That's absolutely fine. When I do it in schools, I now read it out of the book because I'm worried I'll remember. And also a couple of the lines feel dated, so I skip them. Yeah, yeah, I realised them as I was approaching them. <laughs> <laughs> First ever overseas gig I did, I went mm. to a school in Canada mm. and stayed with the, the Mallow family, who are lovely and are now good friends. And the teacher warned me. She said, it's a Mormon community, yeah. so can you not use any sort of... Not only swear words, but try not to say sort of like damn or hell or that kind of thing. Yeah, nice. Um, and I was like, oh, don't worry. I'm so squeaky clean. And then I had my <laughs> book with me and her like 10 year old son was in the background and he was just reading it out loud. And that was the poem he chose. And he read it and he got up to the bed. Right, yeah, yeah. And so I, he was sort of quickly shushed away. What's next? Something blue. I will, I will say this. Uh, you are the friend that I have cried the most with and laughed the most with i i really appreciate our range of emotion it's in good. Our friendship. yeah same i didn't know how emotional this was going to get so my something blue was was an attempt to to lighten the mood in case it needed it <laughs> talking about blues one of our first gigs together ever was at ealing blues festival yes where we were 15 maybe i think so we, we wore matching sunglasses we wore matching sunglasses and <laughs> i had a t-shirt with a bear that was also wearing sunglasses yeah <laughs> and we had a whole plan where we would start facing away from the stage and turn around and we were not blues music by any stretch much as we are not possibly jazz music or whatever but we just we had all of our friends on stage. It was amazing. We had our friends' dad playing the bongos. But we started out, we didn't. We weren't wearing sunglasses. We did a song or something else. And then we were like, hit it. And then we turned, we turned to the back of stage where we had our sunglasses ready on the top of the keyboard. Put them on slightly. And then in the breakdown, when you started rapping, we turned around. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that the, the, uh, that's still probably the career highlight, that turn. And jumping Definitely. into that song. Yeah. Definitely. And one day we'll get to play Ealing Comedy Festival and we will return to yes. that stage. Oh, my word. But for now. That's so, so my funny. something blue in homage to Ealing Blues Festival, mm. I was just going to do the first verse of I Wish by Skilo. Yes! Because we, we said this in our first show. We genuinely started out just by doing covers of songs where you would sing yeah. and I would rap. And then we started doing our own stuff. We appeared yeah. on each other's things. And now we write our own things. And I thought, why not just do that? And partly because I don't know if I'll be allowed to use it in the podcast, partly because <laughs> I don't know how to play music as well as recording. I'm going to do it a cappella. But yeah, uh, I'll do the chorus I'm, and the first verse, and then I might throw over to you to do a chorus to end it on, and we'll just have a boogie. Um, and I was going to try and do it off by heart. I've got the lyrics just in case. But this is Skilo, I Wish, as performed by Harry and Chris as part of the Chris yes. Reed yeah, experience. Octet. 
experience, <laughs> whatever it was at that point. And imagine us in sunglasses turning around yeah, yeah. as it drops. <sighs> Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six four impala. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leoshi because she didn't know me, but Yoshi's really fine. You know, I see her all the time everywhere I go. And even in my dreams, I can scheme a way to make her mine because I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall and he plays ball. So how am I going to compete with that? Because when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked and in some cases never picked at all. So I just lean up on the wall. I see the been bleachers with the rest of the girls that came to watch their man ball. Dang, y'all, I never understood that. Why the jocks get the fly girls and me and get the hood rats. I tell them scat, skittles, kebabble, get hit with a bottle and end up in a hospital for talking that mess. And I confess it's a shame when you're living in a city that's the size of a box and a body and your name glad I came to my senses like quick quick got sick, sick to my stomach overcometh by the thoughts of me and her together right but when I asked her out she said I wasn't the type wish I was a little bit taller I wish I was a baller I wish I had a girl who looked good I would call her I wish I had a rabbit in a hat and a bat and a zinc for a parlor I wish I w- and then it goes back to the verse and then it goes on oh. what a tune what a time What's a tune? So I've got two sort of things about that song. One is that first verse ends with the word overcometh, which I think is incredible. <laughs> of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> overcometh by the thoughts of me and her together, right? And also the bit that we were obsessed about as teenagers, I remember, is in the last verse, it starts off, it goes, I wish I had my way. Every day would be a Friday. and You could even speed on the highway. highway. Yeah. I would play ghetto games, name my kids ghetto, ghetto names. names, Little Mookie, Big Al, yeah. Lorraine <laughs> and Lorraine we were just why is Lorraine a get it because our reference point for Lorraine was Lorraine Kelly from Lorraine. Daytime TV or Keish Lorraine, Lorraine. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's more ghetto than a Keish Lorraine at a church lunch Keish Lorraine <laughs> oh I remember that so well it was a beautiful time oh man but that was what we we were like we were joking around on stage as well yeah it all, it all, it all comes from everything doesn't it absolutely that's funny do you have something blue for us to, to finish off? I have something blue. I was just trying to get it ready and everything fell apart. Oh, look at this. What is happening? My first question is, is this blue? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. So this is the thing that I'm spending most of my time with. <laughs> Could you describe it for any podcast listeners? Oh, man. So its official name is Musical Light Up Penguin Run. This is what it sounds like. Actually, wait, before I turn it on, I'm, I'm just going to show you how much this has overtaken my life by singing along to it. Can you just hear me going, da, da? <laughs> no, I can hear it too. That's amazing. Anyway, this is my life now. Um, but look, it's actually pretty, you know, the most annoying thing about it is I understand how amazing it is. Look at this. <laughs> look at this. Look at that. Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The penguin is going climbing up the, the stairs. stairs. I'm not touching it. <laughs> and then, here we go. Oh, 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 oh wait. <laughs> yeah, it's, we've used it so much, it's slightly broken. There it goes. Oh, 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 and then it slots itself back into the stairs and goes back up again. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. It's a Rube Goldberg machine. It's so good. Um, so anyway, that's my blue thing. It's basically a segue into talking about Baby Luke, your godson. Yes, absolutely. Which is something new as well. <laughs> but yeah, he's great, man. He's done a few paces, a few little steps. I don't really think they're 
actual steps, but they're little steps. And he's doing lots of words. He misses you. He misses his godfather. Oh, I miss him. Um, he features on our song on Russell Howard. Yes. So he is, is he officially registered to PRS now? He's going to be by tomorrow. <laughs> his is my favorite bit. Yeah, it's a good bit. I really want them to subtitle it, Baby Jazz. But we'll see. We'll see if it happens. Um, I've seen a few comments saying, is Lukey available to appear right now? But um, he's asleep, which is good. That's all right. He can catch up on the podcast. He can catch up on the podcast. That's my something blue. You know the word? So if I might just be musically nerdy for a second. Oh, please. This is the the thing that's been driving me insane, specifically. Where's the speaker on this thing? Here we go. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. It's got a compound time signature. It goes, it's three measures of four, four, and then one measure of five, eight. And the only reason it would be like that is because of some silly mess up in the in the design of it, which someone with no musical ability chucked in a bar of five eight because it was easier for the circuitry or something. So now I have to listen to th- to a compound time signature which nobody ever wanted to be in place. <sighs> okay, I gotta I gotta calm. My Clemmy says I need to calm down at that point. <laughs> Ooh, it has a. It's a compound time. Yeah, man. So that touches on both my favourite things, mathematics and music. Yes. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. That is horrible as well. <laughs> well, before we finish, if anyone is watching this or listening to this, uh, we've put our newest show, this one's for the aliens, yes. on YouTube in its entirety. So if you're missing some Harry and Chris times... Uh, I absolutely recommend that. Um, otherwise, we'll both keep doing what we do. Look out for us on Russell Howard's. That's going to be good. Yeah, tomorrow. But yeah, the whole show's on YouTube. It's, I really like it being there. It's very helpful to send people to. Yeah. So thank you for coming on. Hey, man, thanks for having me along to Something Borrowed. That's okay. Um, I mean, we'll probably chat <laughs> after this to sort of ask each other how we thought it went. <laughs> yeah. um, but everyone else, yeah, yeah, yeah. tune in next week. Wait, we didn't have... The- we didn't, sorry, we didn't have the official Grace interlude. Well, Grace came for a sort of natural interlude. Yeah, no, I, yeah, that's true. Um, but Grace, okay, Grace, if could you come down for a sort of Grace finale? That would be nice. Yeah, wonderful, Grace. So instead of an interlude, feel. we thought we'd do a Grace roundup this week. Yeah. So could you sort of maybe say what your favourite bits were? I loved how in sync you and Chris were with your um, your something new, both kind of uh, love love variety. Um, mm. And I really enjoyed the curveball of the kind of magic, magic snow creature penguin time. <laughs> magic snow creature penguin time. We found the title uh, yeah, yeah. of this episode. I love that. Uh, <laughs> lovely stuff. Well, thank you for watching, everybody. Enjoy your lives. Yeah. You got anything else you want to you want to say, Chris? Uh, love, love you all. Love you love all. Love you, mate. Love you, love mate. Love Grace. Love everyone watching. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Uh, for watching. Look after each other. Yeah. And this this too will pass. Absolutely. Not the, po- the like the coronavirus, not the podcast. Well, the podcast nearly over. So one quote from Greenbelt's announcement that I really liked was, "We may not all be in the same boat, but we're in the same storm," and I think that is Ooh. a lovely way of 
summing it up because because obviously it's happening to all of us but it's it's very different so wherever you are that's beautiful weather the storm we'll see we'll see you when we see you lots of love to you to you to you for you with you goodbye (laughs) adieu Oh, what a joy. I hope you enjoyed that as much as we clearly did. Uh, if you would like to check out our, our full live show, if you've not seen Harry and Chris before, this one's for the aliens. It's on our Harry and Chris YouTube channel. And thankfully, our song was not cut from Russell's show. So that is now online as well, featuring Baby Luke. I recommend that while watching his. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. Please do stay subscribed. Uh, recommend it to your friends if you'd like. And... Next week, I've got Neelam, Seredia Braley, and then Mark Grist. You can tune in at 7pm any Wednesday to watch it live. And excitingly, uh, Chris's penguin toy, since recording this, has broken, which is obviously devastating, but he's weirdly happy about it. So if there are enough donations towards this, you can click on the link to the Kofi page. It gets split between me and my guest each week. Then I'll put my half towards buying Chris another toy in a very cruel and kind gift from one friend to another. Otherwise, I hope you are doing okay, looking after yourselves, and I will see and speak to you very soon. Bye.